Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, sometimes I watch them. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, my friend Hannah and I watched the Amazon Prime television series, The Boys, but only season one. Obviously, this television show is based on the Dynamite comic series written by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson, but the episode you're listening to right now is based solely on the show, not the comic. There really won't be any of the comic book spoilers, because I haven't read it yet. This week we are tackling Season 1, and next week we are going to be tackling Season 2, because that's all that's been released at the time of this recording. So, make sure to tune in next week as Hannah and I will be going over The Boys Season 2. As always, there are full spoilers ahead, so consider yourself warned, and make sure to follow Camera Reads Comics on Instagram, and maybe give us a 5-star rating and review on iTunes. Now, here is your review of The Boys Season 1. When DJs put their headphones around their neck, yeah. you know how you see that happen? Yeah. It's terrible. It like suffocates your neck. How does, I don't, I thought that was like a cool thing to do and I just did it and I was like, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> it was a terrible <laughs> feeling. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that, wow. That's going to be our intro <laughs> to this episode for the record for all the audience. Note to self, Hannah thinks she's suffocating herself when she puts her headphones around her neck. It was disgusting. It's not a good look. <laughs> it's not a good feel. Um, okay, so Hannah, welcome to welcome back to Camera Reads Comics. Thanks um, for having me back, Hannah. You didn't even have to read a comic this week. I know. Do you think you miss comic books? Well, the second one you gave me, I've been struggling with. Oh, you're not gonna read it. It's fine. Right. It's so, not not for no. her. Hannah's not a DC Universe fan, and you know. <laughs> I'm going to let the, the commenters, my numerous commenters, attack her for that reason. I asked you for a Marvel one. And I said, And no. you gave me Batgirl and... Is that what you gave me? Batgirl gave and Robin? Bat, Batgirl year one, Robin year one. A magnificent series by Chuck Dixon and multiple artists, collaborators. Um, they're all so good. But, you know, anyways. To each their own. Some people just don't have taste. Um, okay. <laughs> we're, no, it's, Here we go. It, it's morning. The coffee hasn't hit yet. I'm feeling snappy. All right? Um... Also, Why hasn't the coffee hit yet? Because you forgot to get it for us. Yeah, that's literally it. Hannah wanted to get one in on me too. <laughs> these are these are our mornings. <laughs> Hannah and I have a dynamic that is. We fight more than we love. It is indescribable. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. So uh, this week we're talking about the boys. And uh, the Prime video series, so we are not going to get into the comic at all because really I haven't read it. I don't imagine Hannah has read it. And we'll talk about this later, but from what I've heard, the the series on, on Amazon's better. So, Hannah, as we go into that, what uh, – do you have any like experience with like superhero television at all? Not so much superhero television. I – I tried to watch that Daredevil series that you told me to watch a, like a while ago, it. yeah, and I didn't like it. Um, oh my gosh, Hannah! 
You were... Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. You were there the night it came out. Yeah, I think it was you, you it was, and Christian, you, right? You, me, and Christian. Christian is my best friend. And so we were all hanging out at my house. And I don't remember what we were doing. But we used to like, watch a lot of movies at your house. That's great. The three of us. The glorious days. Oh my gosh. And we had a Gone Girl viewing party. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Great friendships. And so we... <laughs> friends friends make friends watch Gone Girl. Or True. Daredevil. But I remember the first the first season came out that night or whatever. And I was like, oh man, it dropped at midnight. And so we were all together at midnight. And I made you guys watch like two episodes. Yep. <laughs> and yep. it was the best. So. Yeah, it's debatable. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's... I think that's... I think that that's it. I kind of watched... Um, the Flash was that the one that was on the CW? Yeah, it still is, and it's okay. wonderful. That one I watched the first season. Oh my gosh! Wait, Smallville. Oh my gosh! Yes, I watched it all. Hannah, we were in my. I actually owned like season three on DVD. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I I owned like seasons one through seven. I loved Smallville. I had a big Smallville poster in my Does room. Does that count? Yeah. Okay. That's like Superman. Okay. Well, no, I know that, but yeah, it counts. It wasn't like a comic. Like yeah, but he had superpowers. Yeah, and he, he like... did, and he was. Superman. What's the verdict on Tom Welling? I think he's dreamy. I don't know what he looks like now, but he was definitely dreamy then. Aside from, so you know, well, he might have been exempt. I say most people on that show ended up in the Nexium Colts, which there's only one person important. that ended up. No, the the girl with the black hair, brown hair, Kristen Crook, Crook, She she had she dabbled in it. I think yeah. she got. I think she got out when she, she went realized. to a she went to a class or two, and then they it didn't work out. It's crazy. If you guys want to hear about that, go check out the. Um, there's a Nexium podcast called Uncovered Nexium, but there's also yeah. Michael Rosenbaum on that show who played Lex Luthor. He had he has his own podcast, and number one, it's great. But number two is he had a Smallville week where he interviewed his cast members, and he asked them about it. Oh really? Yeah, he asked Lana, or Lana Kristen about it, and they, they, she's like, "Oh, I thought it was this, this, this." It was just, you know, there. It was just their coworker. That would be. I would love to listen to that. It's great. It's interesting. I'll send it to you, and I'll. Nah, I won't post it. You guys can go find it. It's kind of old. I think it's a year old. But anyways, so Hannah, you didn't have too yeah. much experience. I with... watched The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you then. I was okay. like, it likes to extend it to fantasy because that yeah. a Walking Dead is the comic book show, and like a lot of shows that people may or may not realize are comic book television. You know. Right. So you watch Walking Dead? Did you yes. watch um you watch Game of Thrones, which I kind of place yes. in the same like it's a fandom, it's a fantasy world. Yeah. You thought they thought yeah. you were Hermione Granger at Ralph's one time. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think we talked about that on the, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm like I want everyone to know that someone thought you were Hermione Granger. I mean, honestly, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Look at her now. Beauty and the Beast, yeah, baby. Exactly. If, they, if this was the Hermione Granger sequel, also known as Beauty and the Beast, I am the Beast. <laughs> Hannah and I are in love. I'm just going to say it. I'm like, I'm just going to let that sit. Yeah. All the just, listeners let's know. Take in the silence on that one. <laughs> Hannah's like, don't talk to me. She's like, this was fun. Anyways. <laughs> um, so could you actually share with us what happened the first time I asked you to watch the boys? Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was. I want to say that was like right in the middle of when we were all like really quarantined. Right. Like, I think was was when you first told me to watch it because we I Could've had just been. watched Plus One uh, with Jack Quaid. Because I watched The Boys, then I watched Plus One because Jack Quaid was in it and right. I loved it. And then you told me to watch Plus One and I did. And I love Jack Quaid mostly because I love Dennis Quaid, <laughs> who now I'm realizing Jack Quaid is his own and I fully back him. That is such a weird... Like, I've never heard that celebrity dad to be the one where girls are swooning. It's not, but I have... <laughs> 
always my whole life considered Dennis Quaid to be a straight up zaddy. I always thought him and like like Pierce Brosnan were the same person. Okay, but I that's too top notch. Zaddies? Oh yeah. You think Pierce Brosnan's a zaddy? Oh yeah. Damn. I just did. I don't know what it is about Dennis Quaid that I like, but I just have always Parent Trap, the rookie. The rookie of like that's the one that comes <laughs> to my head. Hannah's, anyway, and it's like let's parent trap, but like with me. <laughs> oh um, but you appreciate Jack Hill. Anyway, now. you you told me to you told me about Jack Quaid, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy! I loved I loved Dennis Quaid. I'll check out his son and watch Plus One, and then you had me watch The Boys, and I watched the first three minutes of the first it's episode. That. Yeah, must are we be allowed three. to do spoil? Like, are we going to talk We're, about oh, things we, that happen? Full spoilers, girl. Okay, cool. So, like, right off the bat, when Robin gets hit by, I thought it was a bus. I didn't really know what had happened. It was the A train. It was A train. Um, and she gets like demolished, and he's standing there holding her hands, her hands, her nub hands, and yeah. like, I don't like nubs, and like, it, it was, it was just like. I was like, I don't like the shot. I turned it off. Like, I was like, this is too bloody. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm weak now. I, like, don't handle gore very well like I used to. I don't handle violence well like I used to. I used to watch, like, people would be like, oh, it's super violent. I'd be like, yeah, give it to me. Like, that's what I want to watch. And now I can't. I Like, I watch, like, Disney most nights now. And I'm, like, I'm soft. She's <laughs> she's out here watching Beauty and the Beast or The Rookie with Dennis Quaid. And then she's like, I love Dennis Quaid. Let's check out what his son's up to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's kind of how it happened. The, well, you know what's funny, too, is the way I describe this show, or, like, I think you were here when I kind of was recommending it to someone else. But it's like, I... I tell people it's like, what if Quentin Tarantino did a superhero totally. show? Because it's like it's it's that grotesque violence. So yeah, um, yeah, and and so I was like, oh, there's you know some suspension because some of the violence is so absurd. Like that scene is, is right. both so real but also so absurd. And yes, um, in its portrayal of all of it. So I'm like, oh, she can handle it. But then it's like, ooh, it was a very cute scene. We're like, oh my gosh, he she's picking up from work, and then he is in love with her, and they're talking about Billy Joel, whatever, la la la. And then, well, and it had a lot of the. Um, did you ever see Life Itself? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay, well, there's a scene from Life Itself that, that was a no. it, it uh, really reminded me of, and it was a, it's a very sad scene. And then that happened, and then I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Like I've got. Too much time to be sitting around doing nothing, but then thinking about that violent stuff that I just watched because I wasn't doing anything. And yeah, so I was like, I'm not came around, I'm not watching it. And you were like, you got it. You were like, it's it's a lot. It's like violent. I get it. Yeah. Well, we were. We, I think this is shortly after the same window where we realized that you didn't like David Fincher, and so I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that, probably. It, it was it was like around the same time, and so I was like, and some you know sometimes for the fans out there too, not everyone's gonna like what you give them, and so that's why I'm like. Hannah wasn't a huge fan of the Jack Dixon book I gave her, The Batgirl. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's get you something you do like. And, you know, yeah. with the boys, maybe as much as I want to be able to share this, because this is right now being aired my favorite television show because I just think it's so wow. fun. Yeah. For sure. Like, I look the most forward to the boys yeah. because this season, especially, and we'll get into it, it is so fun to watch. It is. It's so fun. It's super fun. I'm glad I, I'm glad I went back. Yeah, me too. Me too. And so. I think it wasn't my recommendation, but it was Jesse's that got you to okay. No, it was it was my roommate. It was, it was Mia? Mia. Yeah, she 
she had wanted to oh you know no it was well kind of so she had wanted to watch it um and she'd also heard that somebody recommended the umbrella academy to her as well yeah and so we were like i said oh i I tried to watch the boys and i like it was like whatever for me and then so we watched the first episode of the umbrella academy and we were just honestly just not really into it we were like pretty bored and so the next night she was like, let's try the boys. And I was like, okay. And I figured I knew that that scene's coming. I'll just close my eyes for it and like wait or I'll just like come in the room, you know, in five minutes or whatever after I know that that scene would have happened. So that's what we did. I didn't watch. I closed my eyes during the You're scene. So <laughs> that I is so funny. I didn't want to see her bloody arms. And so I closed my eyes. And, and that slow-mo sequence though too is so good. It's like so the explosion. good. Oh, shit. You, didn't want, you only watched it once. Yeah, but I remember it. You're Every so night funny. before I, I'm just kidding. Oh my god, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> um, and that kind of actually became like how we made it through the whole show. Like, if something was gonna get really violent, I would just look at Mia and not at the TV, and I would know what was going on based off of her facial <laughs> oh. expressions because she's super expressive when she watches like gross stuff oh, and man. she like moves her, she like squints and she does like the she does like that thing. You I know? just want like a super cut now of like Mia watching <laughs> <laughs> or you, your face reacting to Mia's face. <laughs> she was watching that movie Midsummer, Midsummer, whatever oh, yeah, that yeah. one is, and uh, she was oh, watching yeah, it on her computer for some reason. And oh. I was sitting on the couch one time watching her try to eat, watch that movie. And it was the, f- it was so funny because she couldn't, she was like trying to take a bite and then she'd be like, make these like horrible faces and oh, then would like move the food away. And I was like, why are you trying to eat and watch that movie at the same time? It is scary. So she's fun. She's fun to watch, watch scary things. So that's how I made it. I mean, I watched the whole season, obviously, and I watched a lot of it, but there was one scene in, two scenes in particular that I remember I was like, I'm not going to watch this. I'm going to watch Mia instead. What was the second one? Um, when um, Kimiko is – when you first meet her. And oh, she, yeah. That's tough. And, and she kills all those people and she, like, rips their hearts out and, like – Yeah, yeah, yeah. They let her out of her cage for the first time? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's I was scary. watching it and then I was like, nope. And then I watched Mia instead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so I guess going into the actual show, did you like it? Yes. Eventually you did? I did. Yes. Um okay, well. I got um, there was a middle a middle part where I was like, oh, okay, I hope this kind of ramps up and we get like Basically, I think the problem is whenever I binge anything when I cuz season 1's just available, you know, so I was just going through it and then like What how lucky you are. I know. Well, season one came out straight like season 1 was Oh, so all everybody out. had season 1. Yeah, like but that. season 2 didn't come out like that and I'm like oh, I just wanted as much as I could have. Yeah, so I've noticed. Well, that's probably not me. I think a lot of people are like this. When you watch something consistently, like a lot at once, like certain things you notice because you've watched two episodes a night or three episodes a night, or you watch one episode every single night back to back, and so the repetitiveness of like Butcher being so like vengeful and this like cycle that they were constantly getting into of like we're gonna expose this, but then they just like kept getting themselves like deeper and deeper in a hole i was kind of like okay can we let's let's like i hope the whole series isn't going to be us watching them be kind of on the run and also kind of chasing them like i wanted more to happen in the story and it did yeah honestly i I was very happy i thought the pacing of this show was so impressive like i i especially for the first season i felt like every single episode was really really good 
Yeah, and it was only nine. I think it was only nine episodes. Eight, the f- eight episodes. The Which first. I'm a huge fan of because you know, as a fan of the Flash and Arrow and um, even Daredevil and like some of the Netflix Marvel shows at the time, like those are 13 episode seasons. And yeah. while like you know, similarly, again, I want all the content I can have with this stuff. Sometimes less is more, and so I think that the eight or nine episode season where they can number one pump that budget, same budget mm-hmm. they would have for like a thirteen episode, mm-hmm. pump that into the eight or nine episodes, make better episodes, exactly, yeah. better episodes, a better pacing. They can fit more plot, less kind of side drama going on. And yeah. I think that this show was a really great example of how that method can work, and especially with something like serialized superhero, uh, comic book, whatever content because if they can cut out some like less episodes but pump that into more superpower budget come on that's like my jam you know yeah that is i'm like give me all the special effects (laughs) (laughs) um so i'm glad you liked it okay so this world i think they do a really great job of building a world and one that's also like similar but definitely fictitious um yeah so how did you feel about huey being the protagonist being the kind of our entry entry character into that world he I, he was super relatable. Like you know, and you know it's crazy. Here's a fun fact for you: Simon Pegg, who plays Huey's dad, was uh-huh. the. In the, if you read the comics, he it's Huey's based off Simon Pegg. Oh, isn't that fun? That is fun. And then they were able to cast him in the show. Love that for them. There's a fun, actually fun, fun fact. That's a good fun fact that should be on the IMDb trivia page. I think it is. Oh, okay. Well, did you not look there? No, not yet. For the listeners, Hannah has her IMDb open, so she has every available resource at her disposal <laughs> for her. I love IMDb. It's so great. Um, but wait, so okay, you so like I, Huey? Yes, I liked him a lot. I thought I liked that they really played up his normalcy and yeah. it, it, like that he's ordinary, but in like in a good way. I mean, not in like a negative. I don't think that's a negative thing at all. I think it's just like to show the scale of the different people in this world with Huey being the representative of, of of most people, right? Of like most people who aren't superheroes, but then also like Butcher's not a superhero, but he's also not your average person. Huey, so yeah, it's it, they do I guess the word I apply to him is like Huey's very fragile. You know what I mean? And just like him being a human, like flesh and blood human, he's more fragile than someone like Butcher, who number one is hardened to the world of right. supers, and then you know obviously every other super who can freaking yeah smoke yeah. him yeah right. And so that I think he was a good choice, and I think as he as like this show goes on or as the season goes on, and he starts to gain a little more confidence in himself and just not in what they're doing and like his voice. Or like his opinions and his stands on, on them and like yeah. you know what it is that they're doing. Uh, I thought it was good. Uh, and okay, how did you feel too? Then I guess secondary. Um, how did you feel about the world that they kind of built? Because I feel like there's no good characters. There's like everyone kind of had an edge to them. You see, and especially like this is based on a Garth Ennis um, a comic, who is the writer. He's very almost. Um, and not in an offensive way, just in a very real way. He's, I think he's very, uh, I want to say disdainful. Mm-hmm. Or like, number one, uh, sorry, he wrote, uh, I hit my mic because I'm passionate. But he <laughs> he wrote Preacher, which is pretty much an irreligious series. It's kind of a gnarly critique on religion, organized religion. I'm sure you saw some of those tones here 100%. in this show. Yep. Um, and almost, I don't want to say nihilism, but like very much a kind of like 
disdainful, like, even... There were tones of that, for well, sure. But, and, like, yo, our good... The superheroes that we trust are bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Are the worst ones. And so, how'd you kind of feel about that, like, world being sad or, like, that tone or, I guess, those themes? Like, how did I think they worked for the show? Yeah, or, like, or how'd they work for the show, but then how did you like them? You know what I mean? Were you, did you agree? Were you like, ooh, I don't know, was it entertaining? Were you okay with those? Um, yeah, I definitely would say it was entertaining. And I definitely also, I think it... Yeah, it, the, it it was dramatized for sure, but I don't know that I think it's that far off from the world we live in. To be honest, I mean, I think yeah. I think that those things, obviously not to the extent, and obviously we don't have superheroes, but like, um, we don't not proven yet. Okay, <laughs> sure, yeah, okay, but in the as we know it right now, I just I think the corruption is probably not far off from things that happened with that we don't know about. And yeah. this was just like an eye into it, and like I said, obviously it's very played up. Um, and the the like the religious stuff was funny to watch. Yeah. Um, when they go to the camp, and and I, I would argue though that that Starlight's sort of the like she's not corrupt in any way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say that she's pretty much like i mean i don't know unless you're saying at the end when she goes to help them that that makes her corrupt but no, i wouldn't no, think no, that that does not. i think that yeah. that's just her i think she's the most morally upright she definitely is and uh, but i think uh, but like it's also like i don't think she's a perfect character either you know what i mean no she's not but i think if you if you compare like on the one end of the spectrum you've got her and then on the other end you've got homelander or even one up is oh gosh what's her name uh, Queen Maeve. No, no, no. The lady who's in charge of the whole thing. Oh, Madeline Stillwell. Stillwell, yeah. Like, in terms of corruption, right? So, like, Starlet's on the one end of it. They're on the other end of it. But I think that, to me, Queen Maeve just seemed like a defeated character. Um, I can't wait for you to see her arc in season two. Because okay. they continue that. Like, a Queen I Maeve, love her. Queen Maeve is a, an amazing, really well done character. And I'm so glad, like, season one, she, you, you didn't get to see her do much. But with, with you know, moments and events that happened in season one, there you, you really do experience the ramifications in season two. And um, it's really, really, really well done. Like I'm so excited, and like, but anyways, going back to Starlight, I actually think you're right. I think she was our most morally upright because we want to be able to say that you know our precious human, fragile lamb, um, Huey, is able to be that guy. But no, he murdered Translucent. Oh yeah, he's straight up murdered. He's him. messed up. Yeah, and so even you know, because I'm to like no fault of his own necessary. I mean, he got thrusted into this world because what's his name ran over Butcher. his girlfriend. Or, or a train. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, I think had none of that stuff ever had. Like, I think he is a morally straight person, and then desperate times call de- for desperate exactly. measures. Yeah. Yeah. Circumstances changed, and then he became a murderer. Which uh, debatable. I guess that makes you not moral. But um, I want it to be recorded here now. Um, everyone just said Hannah's pro murder. <laughs> so. I know. I was like, "Oh, it's bad until something happens Dang. to you, then it's fine." Which I don't think that at all. Last week was last week, or like not last week. Last episode was freaking pro drugs. Now we're pro murder. We're not. We're gonna person. give you some really lighthearted content <laughs> next week, just so you can be pro something nice. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, then let's break it down. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask. I usually ask who's your favorite character, but. Mm-hmm. 
And there's so many great characters in this series. And so mm-hmm. my question is going to be, who's? Uh, we're going to break it up into two categories. Number okay. one, who's your favorite member of the boys? And then who is your favorite mm-hmm. member of the um, seven? Okay, so favorite member of the boys is Frenchie. Hannah told me I might be surprised. Am I supposed to be surprised by Frenchie? Did that make sense to you about me? No. Elaborate. Okay. So I just, I love, you know this about me. I love a supporting actor's role. Can we just say it right now? Hannah and I love (laughs) Sam Rockwell. and We we... love him. It's disgusting how many Days, I know. I mean, we talk about him every day, probably. Honestly, we must protect Sam Rockwell at all costs. And so, and then, you know, obviously, we talk about Christoph Waltz and everything yep. else. Yep. Um, but we just wanted to say, number one, Sam Rockwell, this podcast in every way is dedicated yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, and if he ever were to hear this, I would die. I would die. <laughs> but um, I just want him to know that two of his biggest fans ever. Oh, my gosh. We just got to do any sort of Sam Rockwell property next. We could just do a whole podcast, really, on his movies. I am so down. If we ever become Patreon <laughs> exclusive, we're just going to go Sam Rockwell all the way. Nobody asked for that content, but I don't. Nobody well, asked I for this content. I would just like to talk about it. So, <laughs> but okay. So, anyways, anyways, we love we love Sam Rockwell because yes. he's just an amazing supporting character in everything from from Charlie's Angels to obviously Jojo Rabbit. I mean, come obviously on. three um, billboards. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. But but I love what I love about him and about Christoph Waltz and other. Actors who tend to just play the supporting role is that, like, I get that they're the supporting role. They're not, the, like, the lead actor, their lead role. But without that character, there's so much missing and mm-hmm. there's so much story and so much context and so much that we miss out on. And that's what I liked about Frenchie is yeah. that he was just there at all the right moments to add this, like, humor at a lot of things. Yeah. And smarts at a lot of things. And then just his like undying love for Kimiko at the end. I just was like, I'm so, I love this so much. He's like, I see how you like him because he is such a romantic. And there's actually a great uh, interaction between him and Mother's Milk because, Mm -hmm. um, and Mother's Milk might be my favorite member. And I I really like him too. Oh, dude. Every character in the There's series. There's nobody in the boys that I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's every, everyone is great. The butcher is what, you know, butcher is what he is. I'm like, honestly, I kind of have to shelf Carl Urban because he is so good. Like, his Bill the Butcher was incredible. Perfect. Yeah. Like, perfect. And, like, Huey, obviously, I just love Huey and we love Jack Quaid on this podcast as well. Um, But I love Mother's Milk. And so I think the the moment between him and um, Frenchie where they kind of talk about where they, uh, like, Frenchie's trying to come to Mother's Milk and say, oh, my gosh, we need to take her with us. We need to, like, help save her. And not, like, when she's in the cage. It's, like, when they're laying low at the hotel. He's, mm-hmm. like, he's like, and he appeals to uh, Mother's Milk's OCD. And he's, mm-hmm. like, he's, like, yo, man, like, you need everything just right. And she's not right right now. And it's, like, you can see, number one, how much Frenchie cares for her to the point where he's trying to appease, appeal to someone that, frankly, him and Mother's Milk don't get along. No, not at all. And I also love that dynamic yeah. that they don't get along. I'm, like, it's it's a rambunctious, rat, literally ragtag group of guys who, you know, they have their issues, but they get it done. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I liked both those. I liked both those. I think that saying, to me, saying 
Butcher or Huey's just it's a yeah. little bit too obvious. Yeah, and, always. and I and I like those characters, but they're not the ones that like when they come on the screen, I'm like excited to see what their lines are going to be or what. Well, because they're always on the screen. Yeah. yeah, or like what their actions are going to be. Um, or even friggin' I love that line too when they're at the concert or uh, the Christian thing and Mother's Milk's like <laughs> he's he's trying to get on Butcher's case because Butcher's like yelling at the dude about Jesus or whatever <laughs> and he's like and he's like okay we apologize on behalf of our friend and he yeah. grabs him <laughs> and he's like he's like oh don't be mad that your Baptist ass or something. And, and that's what Butcher says. And he's like, dude, I'm Episcopalian. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know why, but that is so funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, I love Mother Smoke. And he had like a family and he was actually yeah. really trying to redeem himself and like try and like uh, make, a, make a way for him to be like, I don't know. He's trying to better what his, what his past had done mm-hmm. because I guess they yeah. feel they feel really bad about the lamplighter stuff, which is also we'll talk about yeah. it next week because we're that that whole arc know. is explored. Okay, so like I don't Season know much two. about what that is. Okay, that makes sense. And like this is my third time watching it through because I watched it twice before, um, just twice last year because I love it, and then third time for the pod. And so, um, anyways, favorite member of the seven. That one's a lot tougher for me. It is. And because one know why is our villains are so good. That's yeah, that's true. It is so hard. Um obviously we're gonna shelve Starlight, I think. Yeah. Okay. I really I really love her because she's the easy one to love, right? She's like she's and, cute. She try she's moral, she's what? I just she's also from Des Moines, Iowa. She, and I oh. sit here wearing my North and Iowa sweatshirt, go Panthers, so like, let's not let's not knock that <laughs> too far out. All right. Um, I think I think the deep is my favorite. Well, Hannah, number one is because of Chase Crawford. I mean, that helps. But Hannah's like, that's two that's married. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hannah literally was like, Why didn't you tell me Chase Crawford is in the show? And I'm like, I don't know. Why didn't you tell is? me that Chase Crawford looks like that? Oh my gosh, show. he is so buff. So buff. There's like a like that towards the end when he's in Ohio Sandusky, Ohio uh-huh. and he's shaving his chest. I'm like, yeah. you're so buff. So buff. I know. I just think he's so for somebody who is so like handsome and like ripped and like just oh, let's just say it, he's gorgeous. He's I love such, him. He's such a dweeb. Like who? Like he, as a his human? Per, no, his personality. Like the deep personality is just such. He's a dweeb. He's a dweeb to me. He's just this like okay. Barring the first part where he like pulls his dick out, which also Mia and I were like shocked. We were shocked at that scene. It oh, just yeah. really caught me off guard. I was like, this is not where I thought. It was before you had even told me that it was corrupt superheroes. So I didn't know um, going into it that these superheroes were bad. So I was me, like, what the heck is going on? People want me to describe, like, the superheroes being bad. But I'm like, okay, picture, like, superheroes as a corporate entity. And that's like, that's but you hadn't said any yeah. of that to me yet. So I thought, I still at this point was like, oh, these are just superheroes. Like, I didn't realize that they were Oh, horrible so like up. you know whatever so anyway but then it's just like all the stuff that happens to him afterwards where he like they make fun of him for talking to fish and they make fun of him for being like kind of like this like softy and like like you know when they find that that box in the bottom of the ocean and it's got like it says like we're coming for you and homelander's like oh they put it in this type of box because i wouldn't be able to see it 
whatever. And, and the, they're like, Oh, the deep found it. And he's like, yeah, one of my sources told me it was here. And he goes, tell her who your source is. And he like, he's like, I don't want to. And then she's like, tell him who your sources were. And he's like, it was a porpoise. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, I don't know. He's so endearing in his like really gross way. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is like that whole arc. And I think it was so well done because he feels that like, like, I don't want to say disdain because there's other words, but he feels that just like, I guess, oppression for being yeah. the fish guy. Yeah. And like, he tries to make a difference. And so then he tries to rescue the dolphin. And then he kills the dolphin. I think you're right, Dweeb, but I'm just like, I just think of him like a mook. He's just, he's like a henchman almost. Like, he's just incompetent and they try yeah. to give yeah, him, he, he tries to redeem himself, but he's so incapable. He is so incapable. Yeah. I mean, even the part when he's shopping when he's grocery shopping and the lobster's talking to him and he's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'll get the lobster out. And then like, he's he like, like, okay, I'll rescue you. And then the guy just like spears the lobster in half. And he's just like, oh. he just knifes him right in the yeah. head. Yeah. And his face is just like, it's just like, he wasn't even like sad or upset. He was just like, oh, dang it. Did it again. Like just kind of just was like, I don't know. I mean, so I like that about him. I really, really hated that really awkward sex scene. With the, girl, the girl sticks you're going to be the girl gills. who shoves her hands in her gills. Okay, that's yeah. disgusting. That was weird. Also, just his gills in general, honestly, they really grossed me out, which I don't know why. I was like, Ugh. every time they showed him, like, moving, it was, like, made me, like, nauseous a little bit. There's a talk. They talk in, like, the second season. Ew, they talk? Yeah. The gills themselves. The voiced by Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay. It is so funny. It's, uh, it's interesting. Okay, so. But I also really love Queen Maeve. She's just been like kind of like shit on. She's they just they just tell her she's she's a product of what they wanted her to be. And I think that goes against a lot of who she actually is or who she wanted to be, like how she talked about how when she started, she was like Starlight and she had all these grand ideas of being a hero and being a good person and doing all these things and then found out that in order to be in the seven or to be a superhero or to have what she has. She's basically got to be a bad person. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And And I, and I felt for, I felt for her in that sense. That's so funny. My favorite member of the seven, honestly, I gotta think about the seven now. Black noir. No, just kidding. He was in it for like (laughs) 2.5 seconds. Um, But also I love his cowl. Like, let's just talk about all the costumes for a second. Um, Love it. I think my favorite member of the seven, honestly, I wanted to shelve him, but Homelander, man, he is so good. Tony Starr, mm-hmm. I'm like, bar none. His freaking performance is outstanding to the point yeah, where I agree. everyone just is, all the fans now want him to be reverse Flash in the Flash movie because he's just so evil and scary. Like, the airplane scene when he gets, I, I usually kind of hate the moments where people get mad and like their heat vision flares up. That scene was terrifying when he's like, get back or like everything. Yeah, and like that scene was so sad. Everything with Madeline Stilwell in him was terrifying. Oh, well, oh. And it really shows like because I'm cringy. It shows that the superheroes aren't bad for nothing either. You know what I mean? It really yeah. gives them like they become sympathetic characters and like they because I'm like super at the very end, you know, when he's trying to find out about Becca and like what happened to her. Is she missing? Whatever. Mm-hmm. They went in to say, um that you the the guy one of the doctors that he found was like you should have been raised in a home with parents that love you not in a lab and i think mm-hmm. that we really kind of find mm-hmm. that 
well, with me being a huge Superman fan, like the reason Superman is so inherently good is because he was raised on a farm with a family that loves him. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, this is the number one reason he wasn't is because he couldn't be touched. And that kid was just terrifying. And so I think that Homelander is so scary, like so terrifying. And I love the deep. And I also think that a train was amazing this season. Yeah. A train was, he was almost like pathetic. Like really, oh, he totally was. He was pathetic, and like I loved that they they did those little character things where it's like he couldn't go off script because like the kid who had cancer like was like I want oh tra- my god I want a translucent <laughs> and he's like he's like but I'm but I'm here he's like we can get translucent now he's like when you get better and he's like terminally ill and it yeah. was just so bad it was just such like a a mess I loved 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 he like, was a train. mess yeah I I didn't and Popclaw like him and Popclaw I loved that arc. Yeah, there, I say there was nobody that I dis. Again, there's really nobody that I disliked. I mean, it's like you hate, you love to hate Homelander. Of course, yeah. Um, he's so he's just so good at what he does, even though you're like you're a terrible person, but you love him any. Like he's just he's just he's good. He's good TV. He's good to watch. The the A Train Popclaw thing was also disturbing, but. Like, when she, like, exploded that guy's head, actually, I really still don't know how it happened. That also... They love they love weird sex scenes on this show. I mean, they're weird. That was a weird scene. That wasn't really a sex scene, but it was a weird thing that happened. With Madeline Stowell? No, with... What's her name? Popclaw? Is that oh, Popclaw, the one where he, she killed the guy? Yeah. It yeah. was a sex scene. They, when it was... It was gnarly. I was like, oh, God, that was not... I That... I was like, I don't, did not love that. The idea of him being an addict, though, too, I just love. Yes, and, he, and they, I think they played that really well. That storyline of, of how that, like, what that does to people's decisions and the actions that they make, based off of getting drugs. I'm like, we know because we've read my heroes. Yeah, exactly. And I was just say that. <laughs> I'm like, we know all about that. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of relationships on the show. Um, again, I'm going to two, two part question yep. who had the best relationship and then who had the most messed up relationship. So the healthiest well, relationship, I'm like, okay. I, there's like, a, is that what you mean by best? Yeah. Healthiest. No one. I'm like, wait, I wrote one down, I think. And that might be the only one for me. This might be my answer. Oh, Frenchie and Kimiko. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. And then Huey and Starlight for the first time. No, half. yeah, it's like no. For the first time, but also But that's not that wasn't like an honest relationship. I think I think I think, it I, think partially inten- was. I think that their intentions are honest, but they both came from They were both lying. She wasn't lying. Well, she was at first, because isn't he not know it's Starlight at first? Yeah, but but that's different because it's like it's she wasn't lying. Like I'm sure if he asked, she'd be she'd be like, yeah, I'm a member of the seven. But I'm like, just saying, their whole thing, their foundation oof. was built on them being completely incompatible. Incompatible? Well, no, not incompatible, but just built on. It was like it sounds so dramatic. But it was built on lies. No, it wasn't though, because he also didn't know she was Starlight either. Like that's why I'm like maybe that's why I'm like it was half honest. Okay, and then also Frenchie and Kimiko. Yeah, I forgot about Frenchie, which is funny because I said that that was my favorite. <laughs> Those are the only two ones. Okay, then here, let's just get into it. What's the most messed up one? Oh, well, it's obviously. I'm going to have one that surprises you. Obviously. Well, I would say Homelander. And Stillwell. And Stillwell were 
That was the most messed up. So messed up. It was so weird and gross. It and was so, every time she, he, like, the, oh my God, I just, it was disgusting. Also, I don't know who the actress who plays Madeline Stillwell. She did a great job, though. I love her. I think she she's did beautiful, good. and she's so perfect, and the only other role that I remember her from, she is Daniel LaRusso's girlfriend in The Karate Kid. And No, she's not. Yeah, That's her? right? Yeah, the first one. That's her. Oh, and I'm like, man. she's perfect. And I literally thought she's so great in the series. And I'm like, oh. And then Homelander was so – he's so weird. And the way that they had like – she had her control over him was amazing. Yeah. I just and I re- But I really liked when he started to kind of figure it all out. Like, like when he started getting suspicious of her and – curious about his past and then like like i loved the part where he was like i was the one who made that superhero terrorist that was me yeah and like that whole thing and then when they're laying talking like after they have sex again awkwardly and she's like something about a miscarriage and like you see in his face like he realizes that she was lying this whole time it's like it's so good, and the acting, like the subtle facial facial expressions of like him being like, "Oh, I'm laying here, and like everything that she's been saying to me is a lie." Yeah, it was so good. So I feel like that's I feel like that's kind of an obvious answer, also though, for who's the most messed up, like relationally, because I don't necessarily I'm confused still, and maybe I'll, I'm sure I'll get more answers from watching season two, but Butcher and Becca, is that her name? Yeah. I just, I don't understand. I'm, I'm still, I'm still just confused about like, did Homelander actually rape her or did she want to have sex with Homelander? Like things like that. that. I'm sure it gets into that, but I'm like, I'm confused because everything that they, that we think we know about that storyline turns out to not be what's actually happening. Like all the way up to the season finale. And so like the storyline of them of like, he raped her. She got pregnant. The baby killed her. Did she have a miscarriage? No, she's just here alive still with this baby. Yeah. So like how I'm just, I don't know. I was just so curious to be, I'm like, well, what really happened? Cause the way you she didn't comes, even have to wait a year. You don't even have to wait a year. No, it's I could available. start watching tomorrow if I wanted uh, to, which I probably will. You need to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what might happen tonight? <laughs> We're on a timeline, <laughs> critical timeline. Um, yeah, and honestly, it's, it, it, they'll address that, obviously. Right, they go greatly into the Becca stuff. And also, that actress is amazing. Her name is uh, Chanel. Yeah, she was on One Tree Hill. She was on The Flash, and she played Patty Spivet. And she's, ama- she's amazing. I really like that actress. Um, she's so pretty. Um, she's great. But, okay, my, my argument for the most effed up relationship, Starlight and her mom. Oh, because literally every single time, like Starlight's mom, like number one is she, she kind of overpowers Starlight in her like voice. Yeah. Cause she's yeah, like, yeah, well, think yeah. about my friends and what my friends are going to think. Um, think about what all this stuff, like she really like tried to make Starlight go up and be picture perfect in front of the Christian audience mm-hmm. because how many of her friends were going to be watching. And I'm like, she lied to her daughter about having superpowers I'm like, or like how she got the powers and everything yeah. and like why her dad left. It yeah. was all so messed up. I was like, Ooh. And I think it's, uh, it was, that, that was, yeah. I'm like, let's not overlook that relationship. And that mother did a great job. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, Starlight 
did a great job in the whole scene too. I kind of forgot about that. I know. And I, I think I was you're like, right. I didn't realize until like, you know, the second or third watch, but I'm like, oh, this yeah. is, it makes her like Starlight such like a, because she's just, she really is someone that wants to be like morally upright and mm-hmm. honest, you know? Yeah, that was heartbreaking. That scene when she's like, you took, ev- like you, like you made me this way at like the expense of everything else. Mm-hmm. That was so sad. So sad. Good point. Good point, Cameron. I'm like, I'm glad you paid more attention than I did to that. Obviously, like, I've also watched it two more times <laughs> than you <true>. have. <laughs> um, also, okay, I guess I'm into my last question because we got to wrap things up. But remember to tune in next week. We'll go into season two. Um, what was your or out of ten? What would you rate season one? Oh, I hate when you do this because right. my scale and our our scales are just so. Oh, my scale is gonna be so high. Um. Eight. Any point? I you're allowed to do decimal points too. I'm like it's just eight. Really? Okay. Okay. I. It's on. It's closer to nine. To be honest. Good. Which is a, that's a big score coming Great. from me. Yeah. No. Because I'm stingy with my high scores. I, we, Sam Rockwell, ten. Sam Rockwell, if he's in the series, ten. He's more like a hundred. <laughs> also, Haley Joel Osment loved that arc. I just <laughs> yeah, really want to. So- the fact that that was him I'm like, 10 was because, incredible. <laughs> 10 because of Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> You're right. That just made my 9 and 10 because I forgot he was in it. <laughs> um, I give this, honestly, a 10. I think this I think for, that makes sense for you. That's what I, I thought you would give it. love, 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 love this show. And like I was thinking about it because I'm like, some people are like, you can't give it 10 because that means nothing could ever get better. And I'm like, no, this is 10 for what it is and like what I watched. And because I'm like, I gave this a 10. I also gave Squirrel Girl a 10 and Saga a 10. I'm like, no, season one of the boys, absolute 10. Well, I think you can give it a high. I feel like you can. I I approve your 10. Yeah. I don't I don't agree with it, but I approve it because there's really no flaws. Like you can't find a flaw in it. Yeah. If from the acting to the special effects to the storyline, mm-hmm. the writing, all of it. Oh, absolutely. Costumes. Pacing. Yeah. Pacing, pacing. Costumes. And I think all the interpersonal relationships among the characters are so it's well really done. It's really complex. Like yeah. you and I didn't talk really at all about the Huey butcher relationship, which we could have gone a long time on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And we will in the next season, maybe, or maybe not, but it's like, there's so many things that I think this show is just so airtight. Yeah. And I'm like, it's also so like, let's not overlook. It's so creative. And like, it is, just the way that they're receiving, you know, because I think it is very, it's vastly different from the comic book. And so, eh, not vastly, but Wouldn't it's, know, but yeah. there are different, some, some key differences. And so it's just like, wow, I just think it was so really mm-hmm. executed so well. And like, also, it's fun. And I think it is very fun. Let's not overlook, you know, I, I don't want to overlook that because maybe, you know, it's not freaking the Phantom Thread or, you know, something that's like, art or Schindler's List. I'm like, no, this is good fun. And also it, 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 there are complex themes and like there are, yeah, it was good TV. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, Ooh. it's like what TV should be. Yeah. Season one gets a, gets a 10. Oh, what Eight it should and a half. Be. We need a lot more body explosions on regular television. <laughs> <laughs> oh I know I can't, I don't know that I can give anything like a 10 that I can't like watch. Yeah. All the way through because I did with my eyes so so much that I'm like I don't know if I can I don't know that I can put a ten on that, that but so eight and a half eight point seven for me that's a high. It's a great yeah no Hannah's very stingy with her grades yeah so 
Can you give an example of a 10 for you so the audience knows? Movies or TV? Either. Um, oh. 10, Jojo Rabbit. Right, okay. One, no one. 10, When Harry Met Sally. Oh, for sure. For sure, absolutely. Like, I feel that too. Um, most of my movies, I think most movies I keep in like a 7 to 9 range. Great. Well, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun with our rating scale or whatever when we do. Um, Hannah is going to come back, obviously, next week to do episode two. But we put it on the calendar. Hannah is going to come back at the end of the year. I think it's it might be the first week of January for um, best of the year. I'm so excited for that Oh, one. we're going to go break down all of our favorite things of the year. And it'll be so fun. And also, I think I'm going to do a quarantine, like best of quarantine watch. Oh. Because I'm like... I didn't watch a bunch of stuff from 2019 and 2020. I watched a bunch of stuff during quarantine. I was all over the place, and I'm so excited. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. We'll get into it. But stay tuned next week for The Boys Season 2 review. Also, go check out um, Camera Reads Comics on Instagram. And please, please, please leave me a five-star rating and review. Um, thank you, Hannah, for being here this week and Thanks hanging out with us. Me back. Oh, Hannah. Can't Hannah, wait to Hannah. be back uh, next week. We will see you next week. Smell you later.